0: Without wishing to
1: sound sycophantic, it's hard to imagine a more humble talent than Garth Jennings. We're about to discuss just a few of his many extraordinary creative endeavours, though on hearing our conversation, you'd be forgiven for thinking he had next to nothing to do with any of them at all. Don't be fooled. Having founded production company Hammer and Tongs with Dominic Lung and Nick Goldsmith in 1993, Garth has been instrumental in a string of iconic music videos. Think Supergrass, Batboy Slim, Blur, and Radiohead, and also written and directed Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Son of Rambo, and most recently, Sing. Much then to discuss, starting with Sing, a joyous, glorious animation about a group of animals who enter a singing competition. It also boasts a fabulous score by Joby Talbot, and we'll play you a spot of that as Garth fills us in on the background to the film. Garth, welcome to Soundtrack, and thank you. So- I've been trying for ages to get you on, because you came on the radio show. Yeah, it wasn't that then- I was being
2: elusive, though. No, no, I know. Like, I wasn't playing hard, hard to get. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally in, a r- in the wrong country.
1: Exactly. But it's then. like we worked it out we today. Wanted to- yeah, and we wanted to do it face-to-face as well, which exactly. is so None much this ISDN-line no, stuff. rubbish. It's only when you make mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> you <hear> <laughs>
2: yeah, it's finally um, happening, so it's nice um, to be here.
1: I feel like you've been part of my world for the... Well, you have been since... Christmas Eve last year, not that I hadn't known you prior to that, but we went to see Sing on Christmas Eve in LA at The Grove. Good gracious. And since then, I would say it's a weekly occurrence for us. Um, (laughs) Oh God. So thank you for entertaining us regularly over that period of time. When it comes to you and music, there are so many conversations that we can have. So can we start with Sing, if that's all right? Yeah, sure. Because, congratulations, it's an absolutely wonderful piece of filmmaking. It's a great story, great characters, and the way you use music is phenomenal. Thank and I'm you. very excited that there's more to come as well. Where did you start with it? Because there is so much music in it, and I think we touched on this before, that you had to know exactly what you were going to use right. prior to doing anything, so that yes. you had all that clearance and everything there. Oh,
2: man. First of all, you've got all the clearances, and then you've got a lot of that stuff has to be re-recorded. And then also, you have to do it in time for the animators, yeah so a lot of these decisions were made four years ago and most of them were made in the script it's because you can't just pick what's hip and cool <laughs> yeah. the whole point is to find songs that will resonate uh, with the characters mm-hmm. so you're trying to make uh, character choices yeah like what would they be listening to right now what would be perfect for them to sing right now and and at the same time you're handling it all like exactly like you would handle making a compilation CD for, or a, a, a playlist nowadays yeah showing my age for your friends. Still like compilations exactly. on cassette. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's just that thing of like going. Oh wait, that's I need something now that balances that. If I have too many of that kind of feeling songs, then it's. So you're making it, the movie has to work as a just sort of a whole palette. Yeah. But also serve those characters. So all this stuff is being written into the script early on. So while I'm writing, I'm playing a lot of the songs through and we're making little choices then what happens is with an animated film you start making it in an, in a, an animatic form it's like a rough drawn version yeah. when I say rough drawings that doesn't do the artists who do that bit uh, any justice they're amazing artists but it's it's a black and white version of your movie and you're not only doing like scratch voices which means that you know uh myself and people in the office are providing temporary voices yeah but also uh we're trying out some of the song ideas and music ideas singing them uh i don't <laughs> sing any of them uh no no but we did we did we do get there's a there's a few people in the office that are good singers yeah there's probably a few in this office we're in uh, there's always someone who can sing you yeah. and you just drag them in and there would oh, be gri- great yeah so there'd be a lot of it's like a lunchtime
1: party or no
2: I'm serious we've done so many like you know shake it off and uh, we've been doing some recently actually for the next one but um, and it's such a laugh mm. but then of course then the real people come along and sort of wipe it out with their with their <laughs> superior talent I I say that is because it's all being worked out way, way in advance. Yeah. yeah,
1: but then you have to marry these characters and songs to the voices that you eventually cast as those characters as well. And the, I mean, it's incredible synergy, yes, with those you know, those songs like Taran and I'm Still Standing is one that instantly springs to mind in terms of not only does it fit with the character, but it fits with his voice. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a synergy,
2: yeah. Well, that was one of those moments that. First of all Taron meeting Taron and realizing that he could sing when he did this audition Boy, for can us. He, sing. he just walked in. He did one of those auditions you always hope you're going to get as a director where somebody just walks in and just blows you away and you get all emotional like oh, that was really good. He was one of those. No poker face no, at no. all. No. No, so I'd be rubbish on those actual singing competitions. I'd be like that was amazing. <laughs> Cuz it's almost like I almost I struggle sometimes in the casting process if it's very brutal. I get very, um, I feel for them. Yeah. Like, when I'm watching those shows, I find it excruciating sometimes. I think a lot of people do. And, uh so I'm like I'm willing them on in the back of my mind I'm like come on Taron Egerton but no he was amazing but that song was already in the story because the whole thing pivoted around it being something that he could play and it would resonate with this character's story but also just be a really good song that we really loved because yeah the song's right for the character but do we want to listen to this for three years we're going to hear it for 3,000 times so it does have to pass that test in a way and that one really did
0: you can never know your blood like a
1: love in the car when we listen to the soundtrack as well which we do a lot as well when it gets to when it gets to the audition compilation And then it goes, oh
0: my gosh.
1: Just hearing my four year old saying that, thank you. No, don't well, kind of There's a lot of parents who have oh, a problem with it. Oh, I love it. No, see, I remember it
2: too, but the, obviously, so, otherwise. Yeah. But there's been a lot of parents who are like, you do realize that's from a very inappropriate song. <laughs> that's for Baby Got Back, and I, well, I mean, obviously, An Anaconda by Nicki Minaj, which is also really <laughs> quite fruity, to say the least. But that hook always used to amuse the hell out of me. My anaconda don't, my anaconda
0: don't want none unless you got. Buns, hun. Oh my gosh, look at her butt! Oh my gosh, look at her butt! Oh my gosh, look at her butt! Look at her butt! Look at her butt!
2: And when you're doing an audition sequence, you're trying to find something that is going to work in like three seconds mm. and resonate with people. Most of my audience are very young and probably haven't heard anything they're going to hear in this film. So what's going to work? And that, that really did. But it's really turned into one of those things where p- parents saying, thanks. Yes. Yeah, now my kid is just walking around saying, oh my gosh. Yeah, it definitely. Well, on
1: the school run, it's even yeah. better as we walk yeah. past the headmistress oh going in the school. It's brilliant. Yeah. I love it. I didn't know, I mean, I knew Scarlett Johansson could sing as well, but her character is fantastic. And there's that, Particular song as well that's her and her moment. Is that a bit an original? That's an original song. Yeah, that yeah. was
2: written for her and um,
1: specifically for her. Then
2: yes, yeah, for her. We knew who was going to be in the. We didn't. We had. I'm still standing before we had Taron, but we knew we had Scarlett when we were writing that song. I Amazing people that wrote songs for her. It was insane. That's the thing about working on the big film. It's like, oh my god. We can <laughs> There's ask Black Book of Names. There's like 20 people on here and they're all amazing. And I wrote them all handwritten thank you letters afterwards because you can't go with all of them obviously. Yeah. But um, some of the songs were phenomenal. They were brilliant. They just didn't fit the specific criteria for that point in the yeah. story. But that one song did and it worked perfectly. <laughs> sort of nailed it it's very weird to be working with people who could just do everything <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay that's their default <laughs> setting it's just you def-
1: say that you know the films the books you've just released the wildest cowboy this amazing kids book as well you're kind of in that league yourself no you know terms.
2: what i mean though i'm very flattered by that thank <laughs> you but like that book that's years of work i'm not joking like, the first draft of that goes back to 2013 everything I do takes years what these people are amazing at they're like Olympic athletes they turn up mm-hmm. and they just bang it just comes out of their faces like that <laughs> like Jennifer Hudson walks in and she's all lovely and goes hi and there's no fuss there's no like oh, I might need a minute she just wanders in she goes play it back and goes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. alright let's do one and then the first one comes out and you're just weeping and, and because it's sort of it's just amazing that someone can make that sound without any yeah. apparent effort yeah. so that's what it was like for most of the recording actually it was magical now i've heard there was a secret
0: chord that david played and it pleased the lord but you don't really care for music do you it goes like this the fourth the fifth the minor fall and the major lift the bow bar- Your faith was strong, but you needed proof. You saw her bathing on the roof, A beauty and the moonlight all through you. She tied you to her kitchen chair. She broke your from and she cut your hair, and from your lips you drew.
1: For this score as well, using use Joby Talbot again. Joby Talbot, who you yeah. With on, um, I love that man. Hitchhiker's Guide and Son yeah. of Rumble as well. He's a man stuff.
2: of many talents. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, of course Divine Comedy, but yeah. what, what what is it what's Joby's qualities for you in terms of what he is part of the team for you, that
2: you Oh like? that's one of those people where, where do I he's one of those where do I start people. Yeah. I mean there's a reason why we've done it done these films together and, and will keep doing it is just because you've got that link. That link that goes beyond just being a talented person who produces lovely music. It's that deep understanding and the process itself is so joyful. I mean, he's such a funny, lovely man. And he really will, we can talk in sort of gobbledygook to each other and he'll understand if I go, it's got to be more like,
0: <gasps> oh, don't know,
2: you know what I mean? Like just <laughs> the worst direction you could give anyone. Yeah. And he's like, what do you mean like this? He literally will say, you mean like this? And he'll play it on his piano live in the room with me. He does, it, we do a lot of stuff in the room together wow yeah I remember with Son of Rambo he was he was like what are we doing with this theme and he played something I was like yeah I I think it's got to be more like and I remember saying something along the lines of like I'm going up a mountain in my (laughs) pyjamas like I don't like and he's like oh okay and he literally phoned me up after I left him he phoned me up and he played stuff down the phone I was like that's it do that again. He goes, wait a minute, and he's holding it, the phone, with his ear, and he goes, dum da dum da dum da 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 da, the theme like this. And I was like, that's perfect. And it was that lovely instant response. It's very playful, yeah. and uh, because then it becomes complicated for him, because then he has to orchestrate it, and fit it to picture. But he used the the core essence of what we work on tends to be a very lively, playful way of working.
1: I love how diverse he is, though, in terms of what he yeah. writes and makes. I was I was listening back to um, Hitchhiker's Guide Score. It's huge and brilliant, and it reminds me of things like when I was growing up and watching like Wizard of Oz and all that kind of stuff, and it's got this kind of old Hollywood-type vibe to it almost. It's kind yeah. of... It's beautiful, absolutely it's
2: beautiful. It's beautiful. And it's also, he had to do a, a crazy amount of work because if you're doing like a, a scary movie, you know, it's going to be scary. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be scary all the way through pretty much. But he has to go from, uh, a, you know, electronic book telling you about the existence of life to... Um, you know, a whale coming to terms with his existence, yeah. and, and, then, and then a hero who's not really a hero, he's actually kind of useless, but you're trying to sort of go, root for this guy. <laughs> so he has a huge amount of work to do in that, or had a huge amount of work to yeah. do in that film, and did it kind of beautifully, and was such a passionate Hitchhiker's fan that yeah. there was no stopping him, really, in terms of experimenting and stuff.
1: Conversations and what point did you start talking to him about music? Without was it was before you started filming or how how did it work with?
2: with When did we start? Yeah, we'd actually done hammer and tongs my production company yeah. I used to have with Nick and Dom had had uh, made a music video for his band Divine Comedy not his band but he was yeah. in the band Divine Comedy and we got to know this lovely man at the same time my wife was designing her own clothes and was styling bands for to help support the, her collection Yeah, and she styled bands and said this guy's really nice and then someone said oh and he can write like string sections and mu- orchestral music. So we got him to do a commercial for us for BT Broadband years ago. It's this big burst pipe this big sort of action adventure thing and he was amazing. We were like, oh, that's the guy. We found our guy. And then and then with Hitchhikers it was a case of, I remember going to see him and saying, look, we might be doing this film Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and he, I, he did everything but spit his drink out and say, well, I have, you know, he's read it like five times. he was just like, knew every word yeah. and where do I sign kind of thing. So we didn't have a problem in terms of uh, getting him on board. It was more like, how should we treat this stuff? Because there's so many aspects, like there's a theme that everyone wants to hear. you've got to come up with a load of new stuff
1: matching the voices and being under yeah. someone like Stephen Fry's voice and yeah keep that synergy yeah works and all and that and like then that. and then
2: what do you do with the guidebook do you mm-hmm. do you completely do you treat it like a like the, for humor do you treat it or do you treat it like it's just technology so pay attention um, and that's when people like Nigel Godrich were very helpful because Nigel came in and helped with all that electronica stuff Amazing. he's good with bleeps and stuff Nigel <laughs> yeah. I mean uh, that's, um, that's that that's that's un- underselling really... him. He's good with <laughs> and and stuff. yeah. Nigel yeah. <laughs> Gondry. Nigel is listening, sorry about that Nigel. I didn't mean to undersell you that badly. But it's very much um, a sort of display of Joby's many, many talents. I mean this guy's written operas and ballets and god knows what. Just such a lovely person to be in a room with, yeah. which is half the battle. Yeah, do you want it really that is.
1: atmosphere to be?
2: Yeah, I do. I don't everybody. do fear, and I don't do um, moody. <laughs> I mean, he can, he can get angry, oh boy, but not with me. Um, yeah, he, can get, he has a fantastic tempo when it goes, it's brilliant. Um, like, I've seen him tear into an orchestra and, whoa, baby, it's like you don't want to be there. You don't want to be in the string section when that's kicking off.
1: I always but, want to hear the orchestrated version of that, so the, oh. the orchestra create a, a piece of score to go with him. Going at them. Yeah. He kind of in what Here he comes. He's, he's coming
2: out of the mixing <laughs> desk. Yeah, you know. He, and you, I remember once him saying, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but I remember him like being really frustrated because he has a sound in his head. He knows what it's said, trying to sound like. He's said it a few times now and mm. nobody's picking up. And hitting the talkback <laughs> mic and saying, Yes, well, that was a bit better. Well, it's an upward curve, I suppose. Um, let's do it again. You know, or something like that. And I remember thinking, Oh, whoa. But, uh, but then he gets there and he's, <laughs> he's the most ecstatic you know, composer you could have, but uh, yeah, I, lo- I love him for that as well, his passion.
1: Contemporary Choices in Hitchhiker's Guide.
2: Now, what do we have in there? Carly we had,
1: Kilmore and Al Green.
2: Yeah, Al Green. Betty Wright. Betty Wright has been in... I would put that song in everything I... <laughs> honestly, I tried to get it in Sing. Did you? Shura Shura is one yeah. of my all-time favourite <laughs> records. I made short films at art school and it was in one of those. It was like the main song. And I can't get over just how great it is. <laughs> I can play that a million times. It's like the perfect, so nonsensical mm-hmm. thing. But musician-wise, it's just immaculate. And it's joyful. So I try and get that in every... I try and get it in the next one if I can. But I Shira Shira was just in there because it was nice. And also I remember when Martin Freeman was having to screen test because it was kind of before... He'd become Martin Freeman at Reverb. It was, it was the studio. Man, we all man, knew. Man, 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 It was be, be, the, the, in England. We all knew him from yeah. The Office, but hadn't quite gone across the pond. You know, they hadn't had that big Golden yeah. Globes win or whatever it was. They did a big win somewhere. Yeah, that I just was, got that
1: scene as well from Love Actually with the girl. Oh God, and yeah, and the, yeah, yeah, when yeah. he's
2: sort of, that, that, thing? Is
1: he fluffing? He's like the fluffer. I don't think of he's, he's a, I think a fluffer is someone. Is he yeah, it's like a standing. Stand because a fluffer
2: yeah. is someone that spoke. Anyway, yeah, that's anyway, a different yeah, job. Not, not for today. <laughs> Your listeners will know all about that. Not for today. In this room, in this really wholesome oh room with like children's books everywhere, <laughs> yeah. and we're talking Talk about, about fluffing. fluffing. <laughs> not good. Not cool. But what were we saying? I can't uh, remember Martin now. Martin
1: Freeman before. He oh yeah, good.
2: so yeah, because he wasn't as well. known we did this screen test with him and Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. And I just got a load of mannequins. to to pose as as if they were at a party together and all it was was playing shura shura and Martin just standing there on his own in a dressing gown and Zoe coming in. There was no dialogue. She just came in and was sort of like trying to dance next to him and like, hi, how's it going? Kind of dancing and him basically getting into it. And then ended up with just the two of them dancing really adorably to Shira Shira. And that was it. They saw that and they were like, that's great. He's great. And then of course he turned out to yeah. be wonderful. Yeah. So that song really has been a sort of I know like, like a lucky charm, charm, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Lovely. Mm. That's
1: such a nice story. You as well. The music in that's just fantastic. I love that film so Thank much. Thank you. This might be wrong but I heard a little fact about it as well this is the geek in me listening to the DVD extras in the scene where, is it Will's character humming a craft tune? to be craft work but was, then you had right. to redub the humming we did that's right <laughs> because god do you, you know I'd forgotten you that you couldn't get craft work cleared right we that said right? Co-
2: that's right we did we, we <laughs> wanted uh, I think it was Tour de France I yeah. can't remember for sure now but that we want a whole sixth form common room to be dancing to Tour de France and it was we had it all worked out it's yeah. going to be amazing <laughs> and so cleverly thinking oh aren't we clever he'll be humming it as he comes out because it's still in his head that's right I'd totally forgotten until you said that <laughs> That was the opposite of seeing. That was when we had a really teeny tiny music budget. The
1: tunes that you've got in there, though, they kind of resonate as brilliantly, like New Shoes. New Shoes. I'm glad
2: you mentioned that one. Two. you
1: special dance you do to that as well like, yes
2: yeah, you know, very kind of shouldery like... head movement isn't <laughs> yeah. it yeah you upper body dance <laughs> we are looking amazing right now <laughs> we're
1: having a dance
2: while we chat was... but, but yeah but that's, that's a tune yeah and again those were all really real personal on. choices yeah but also you're, you are thinking oh that'd be good there there's part of you when you're making a period film as well like that where you're thinking it'd be nice to trigger some nostalgia as well you're ideally trying to find that one that you know but you haven't heard that much of recently yeah. and new shoes I can't wait at that time felt like one of those. In fact, I remember making a playlist for all their cast.
1: Love Action by The Human League is another great choice as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, you can't really go wrong with that stuff. And I remember when we got Egyptian reggae in there, being so happy with that, just the sound of that, do do do. It's, and it was, I saw it in Baby. It was in Baby Driver recently, and I was like, it's. It, you could put it in anything. Every film should have a little oh, Egyptian. You thief, Edgar. No, no, no. I think that's the thing. No, if anyone's uh, guilty of thieving, it's um, it's me. <laughs> Has stolen so many songs that have been in other movies, and we started thinking, "Oh no, no, we can't have." You can't have under pressure, because that's been in loads of things. But then it's the way
1: that you do it and use it. That's the
2: thing that ended up. And it's been
1: reworked by these characters, and it's part of their story.
2: Yeah, because I would start with this very purist thing, like, "No, we can't have that." I've seen it in (laughs) World's Greatest Dad. I don't saw it in, and it was in. But then we'd watch it, and we go, "Oh, it's really good, isn't it? It's really." (laughs) That works, and that thing of it being, these are for a younger audience. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're all older, taking our kids to it, but, but so we'll know it, but they'll see it and hear it for the first time yeah. this way, so so we better do a decent <laughs> job of it, yeah.
1: It's funny you saying that, because I was telling you that I did a chat with Valerie Farris, and, yeah. done, and that legendary scene at the end of Little Miss Sunshine oh. with Super Freak, Yeah. she didn't dance to that. What did she dance to, then? She danced to ZZ Top, Give Me All Your Lovin', when they filmed it and it just wasn't right in the edit and someone suggested to them super freak and they were like had that same reaction oh. to you going no we can't use that it's, it's yeah. too obvious yeah and they put it on played it on on a device whilst they played the edit, and they were like perfect
2: that's what happens and and my editor's really good at that stuff because yeah. he'll i'll say no 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 or <laughs> let's use this and he'll very quietly say okay sure <laughs> and then he'll put something on that's <laughs> completely appropriate He's done that so many times, where, and that was one of them, Under Pressure was one of them. Also, there was a scene, I remember there's a car wash scene where the, the hero is this little koala. He, he ends up you know, really down on his luck and having to wash cars with his body. And I came in and the sequence is exactly as I wanted it to be. It was, I was really pleased. We didn't have music for it and he put Pavarotti on there. And it was like, oh, that that, that clinched it. It was like... Da, 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 da. Suddenly he's like, that's exactly why it's so sad and, and funny too. But uh, Yeah, and again, that song, I mean, it's probably used on a billion bank commercials and airlines <laughs> now that's the other one isn't it but but, yeah. but it just you can't deny it no. it's like oh I'm having that
1: yeah, yeah totally <laughs> I remember, you know, watching all your amazing videos that you guys did with Hammer and Tom. They were all little short films, or they were all almost like cartoon episodes, something yeah. as well, like Pumping New Stereo. With yes, the very much grass, a cartoon, Filmic quality, I think, to those. Do you think that that experience of working on those music videos influenced the relationship you have with music and oh, film?
2: Yeah, I mean, one of the great joys of getting into music videos in the first place was trying to marry pictures with music that you loved. Yeah. And trying to capture why it's so great when that drum fill comes in by having lightning strike a, a monkey or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the idea might be preposterous on paper, but what you're always trying to do is get that excitement across that you hear in the music or something that you hear in the music you're trying to capture it's the opposite way of making a film obviously with a film you tend to have the picture first and then find music to go with it and we're presented with a three minute song we're like it's amazing how do we communicate how amazing this is and sometimes it would involve you know like pumping on your stereo like how can we just show this brilliant band in another way and capture all those little nuances between them exaggerate them, so we built the puppet bodies. And other times it was like the Fat Boy Slim one, which was in the evolution of man, was like, this sounds like an epic, this right here, right now. It's got that kind of like da 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 da. da. And it sounds like Jesus Christ, it's like the birth <laughs> of time type thing. And uh, and then you're trying to catch nail all the brilliant little things that Norman Cook has done in that song with something visual so mm-hmm. that people get as excited about it as you do. Yeah. Right I don't think that ever leaves you. You know, once you get... That's really addictive. Yeah. And like people like Chris Cunningham have taken it to a surgical level where it's like... <laughs> and everything's completely married. Yeah. And you can't separate the picture from the sound. But I get a real buzz out of that stuff and trying to apply that to someone like Sing, where you've got a gorilla who's going to perform for the first time and then using those things that you've learned about where that should drop, where you go, how... Even where his eyes should be, you know. Yeah. Like filming bands and working out when they look cool right, when they look good and when they don't look good and you know it was very often when they thought they were looking great it was like oh we're not using that one <laughs> like, mate don't do that thing with your tongue ever again never
1: <laughs> I think as well there's, there's, there's good examples of how the video has, has, has added another layer of emotion to the music so yeah. Coffee and TV for me is an, is a really good example in terms of what you guys did with that and whenever I hear the song now, I see the milk carton, yeah. you know, and I think that the story, the narrative that you created within that video gave the, a whole new meaning to the song and a whole new kind of, I don't know, a, a, emotional sort of soundscape to it
2: in a way. Thank you. I, I, I mean all you're trying to do there is 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 make people like the song as much as you do. And and and, and there was started with a rhythm thing, so there's this walking do 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 thing, so it really was that like something's going down the street kind of thing. Do you feel like a chain store? By the way, that's not like a boast. It's it's an exorcism, a bad idea. when
1: you're releasing them.
2: No, no, because that's the thing with sketchbooks is mainly like a, 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 a waste paper bin of like uh,
1: <laughs> spewing And every you.
2: now and then there's like something in there. And there was a milk carton idea which was simply a milk carton goes looking for the kid who's printed on the side, the missing yeah. kid. And then it was like, oh, I could send the milk carton out looking for Graham, and uh, and then we and went from there. to gravitate to a, an emotional connection to music as opposed to just a sensational one yeah um yeah
1: what are they said
2: that before that's quite interesting i've just learned something about myself today
1: <laughs> <laughs> wicked yeah thank
2: you for this either. no it's
1: all right i was um oh, start
2: crying now. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't. I
1: thought you were gonna when we started talking about job they saw so your eyes well and i <laughs> yeah. love
2: that no I, I do yeah i do like... <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah
1: but badly drawn boys video I re-watched as well for spitting in the wind oh man
2: see that's an emotional one mm-hmm. too I get very emotional as well at the idea when when you're listening to that song and you think this is really lovely and it's so sad uh, the idea of having you know pissed your life away <laughs> um, and, and and recognizing that
1: yeah ah
0: been spitting in the wind I chanced a foolish grin And dribbled on my chin And now the ground Shifts beneath my feet The faces that I greet Never Give me something I'll take nothing Just give me something I'll take nothing
2: And then uh, I remember thinking well it'll be great everyone I love badly drawn boy but wouldn't it be great if it's something that everyone knew and that was looking back on her life whereas badly drawn boys very young and was, was at that time his is all to come so, but what if it was someone like Joan Collins and when, I, when, that, when you have those thoughts you start getting emotional because you start thinking oh my god that would be good there's part of you is getting emotional because that would be good yeah. and part of you is thinking god that would be sad yeah. if I pull that off that would be sad to see her sitting in a bath saying uh, what was all this for well, I've been spitting in the wind, you know, sort of, and I, and then I would think, oh, if it feels like this to watch it, yeah, then it's worth, worth doing, and um, and that's when the mighty Nick Goldsmith would like, you know, to turn up like some sort of superhero <laughs> and say, I'm going to get Joan Collins, <laughs> and uh, and, he and he did, he bloody did, you know, <laughs> um, it's amazing. But from
1: dressing as a monkey to yeah, he'll do, co- yeah. <laughs> I mean to that guy,
2: Collins. <laughs> what can't he do? He was like that even at art school, though. It really, it was the only year I think, like most years, when they graduated, they would because we were on a design course, they would end with like some little printed. Version of their work, yeah. He went and got like something like 20 grand's worth of sponsorship from Adidas. And we had this huge, like, full color, it was massive, it was literally the size of this table, like printed thing, We couldn't give them away because they were too big for people to carry home. Like, Nick and Nick didn't have any, he just walked in, it was like, didn't know anyone. It wasn't like it was an uncle that he yeah. could say, Oh, uncle, so uncle Adidas, can I have some money? So like, he went in there, was like, and they were like, Yes, here, Nick, go and it make. A jet. It. <laughs> check it's like cool on, then let's go and make this massive magazine <laughs> yeah it's quite something he still is and it was uh, but that's the thing though what you're saying is is, is you're trying to uh, if you feel that way about that connection with music early on then then all you're trying to do is hold on to that and make sure that du- throughout the process you're not screwing up that you know you're trying yeah. to protect that feeling and make sure you don't lose it, it keeps on
1: films or the scenes or the pieces of music that you remember being the first to make an impression on you as Uh, a kid watching film
2: oh uh, all of them (laughs) all of them because our generation was the sort of the john williams one where where it was all music related. you couldn't separate it when the bicycle takes off and the little boy is airborne yeah you know you're you're shaking i was nine and i can you remember it to this day and it's partly because of the story and it's partly because of the direction but it's mainly because of that m- music that yeah. just and even now that sets me right off Totally. and I know I'm going to get worse as I get older just like my <laughs> mum is like she's really like properly pathetic now when it comes to emotional stuff and I definitely <laughs> feel myself going that way and that music did it
1: Jones being one of the first films I ever saw in the cinema. I don't know, I found myself sort of having it in my head as a kid sort of thing. Yeah, no, did no we did, didn't we? I think,
2: I think as a generation we definitely had theme tunes playing. When we do something, it was always like, da da You know, you, <laughs> yeah. you, you had your own soundtrack going, and it was some version of yeah. either some Saturday night TV show Chips. like The A-Team or, yeah. Or some, you know, we talk about movie moments often with that music playing like rocky and yeah you know uh, those big character moments that we all identify with mm-hmm. that are classics are normally accompanied by some brilliant musical motif so yeah i you, we couldn't separate them so when, even when i was making my home videos at the age of like 11 i was making little crappy action movies they all had soundtracks <laughs> Uh, like I remember, Aaron Part One. I couldn't put the <laughs> original soundtrack on the, the the DVD of Son of Rambo because it was it was all like it was like Yan Hammer, <turbid. coughs> <laughs> you know, and uh, and uh, Jean Michel Jarre because it all like had that. It, it was really important that we didn't just have an action sequence; it had to have like killer music over it. <laughs> yeah. um, that's what made us watch it over and over again. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so, yeah. So good. yeah. The wildest Cowboys, your brilliant kids book that's so it could quite easily warrant music.
2: It is very musical. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of... I mean, there's a banjo on the cover. It's mm-hmm. a lot of singing. And it is a kind of song, I suppose. They do a lot of singing in it. It's got a lovely rhythm to it. Thank you. My favourite children's books, uh, picture books, um, that I, we would read at night were very musical. I mean, Julia Donaldson's books yeah. are pretty much a song. I mean, yeah. in, they have verses and choruses and little middle eights. And, <laughs> yeah. um, and I like that musicality yeah. of it, yeah. It makes it sort of fun and you can participate, especially if you can get, like, a call and answer thing going in or, or a on, chorus. Yeah, yeah,
1: and doing silly voices. Yeah, all you can get some silly voices. in there. Yeah. Um Sing to, what can you tell us?
2: I'm officially allowed to tell you nothing, but I could come mime.
1: <laughs> it's gonna, oh, my God, no yeah. way. Yes, and then Whoa. and then watch this. No. Yes, wow. they're going to die. No,
2: not really. <laughs> that was a mystery. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's very... uh early It's days. early days, yeah. but, I mean, what's nice is that... Um, like we've got the first fifteen minutes up in in terms of its uh, in already in uh, story reel form, so we've, we we will just we're gonna watch that again yeah. tomorrow and just see how that's going. But it's really I'm really excited about it because it's sort of um, like the first one. I'd never made an animated film before, so it was all fifty percent of it was just working out what the hell was going on. <laughs> it was so different to anything I'd done before. Yeah. And now it's like, it's pure, just get on with it, because I know, oh, I know what that guy does now, and I know yeah. that if I say that, it's going to really annoy him. So, you know, there's there's a load of technical things that I've got the hang of, and and it, so it's more like, right, let's get in there. And also, when you've got, you've established character, you can then change the rhythm of the storytelling, and you can, like that first film was all, was multiple stories, and, and you can change that stuff. Mm. You can go, all right, well, let's do something else now. And, and, and watching the film with families was the highlight of my career. Was watching that film play to audiences with kids, and that seeing them all dancing and running, they didn't know it was a. I was there. They yeah. didn't know. Oh, there's some people here who made it. They were just watching and um, and thinking. Right. Okay. Now I've seen that. I think I've got an idea of how we could. Go one further and, and, and improve on that. So it's really exciting. It's early days, but not. I'm I'm not done for three years. Wow! Literally three years from now, I'll be finished. But
1: okay, I'll well, meet you back here in three years then. Done
2: for part two. I'd love to. Yeah, we definitely will yeah? be definitely nice awesome. to meet again yeah. and see if I'm still I'll as be jolly. Before then, but well, like, yeah. yeah, we can meet before then. It's not off the you know not off the uh agenda, but yeah, a but recap. i talk, end, like, sing two, three yeah, years from. I'll now. probably be really angry and upset. And, I've started
1: shouting at people.
2: Whatever, Edith. I hate songs. I hate music. I can't wait
1: to see if Betty Wright's going to be in Sing To or not. Yeah, I'll do my best. Yeah, we'll do
2: my best. If it is in there, this is where it was first mentioned.
1: (laughs) Um, Gora, thank you so much for your time, mate. Always a pleasure. And um, I'm going off to watch Sing Again.
2: Okay. (laughs) Hope you enjoy it again.
1: Betty Wright. So good we played it twice, which is the very least we could do for the wonderful Garth Jennings to round off this latest episode of Soundtracking. My huge thanks to Garth for taking the time to talk to us. If you haven't seen Sing, Son of Rambo or Hitchhikers yet, you need to set that right immediately and head to your preferred search engines to find those music videos we discussed. You won't be disappointed. There are playlists for all of our shows via edithbowman.com which is also the place to catch up with all of our previous episodes and if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. We are at Soundtracking UK and please do keep sending your messages and spreading the word. All is greatly appreciated. Next up, Brothers Who May Well Find Themselves with one of the biggest films in movie history. Avengers Infinity War we're joined by the fabulous Russo brothers and very much look forward to the pleasure of your company then